0: Yes, so we are back, and uh, unfortunately, this is a weather-related issue. So, Reb Mordecai, you are on the air.
1: Thank you. And again, I'd like to just share with everyone the number to call up is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. We know we had some people that called in, and we just lost everyone, so please call right back. And again, we're just going to repeat the question that we received, that there is a 16-year-old person. And again, we're not saying if it's really 16 or an age close to that. But basically, they're in therapy for a parent that has a personality disorder. And what's happening is the therapist is starting to create what we call a safe place. And we'll discuss in a moment why that is. So the person is first asking this teenager, saying, does it make sense that they're in therapy? and someone took it, like they're going to therapy, and even though they don't like it, that's question number one. And question number two is, question number two goes, do they have to like going to therapy even if they don't like it? I Means should they continue going? And the answer is, let's start with a safe place. This, my heart goes out to Drebnessen. The reason why a therapist creates a safe place before we start, trauma or other types of work is because people need, the brain needs to feel safe, needs to have its own place. Someone was just telling me that the Chafetz Hayim says that every person, a man, has to have like his place where he can learn, his quiet place. And it's our place. That is a safety as we discussed several times, there was a psychologist, his name was Dr. Maslow, and it's called the hierarchy of needs. And what happens with the hierarchy of needs is as follows, that we all need these five levels in order to be successful. The first one is we have to make sure that our physical needs are met. Physical means Life issues. We have food. The person doesn't have food. They can't be talking about now the esoteric levels of understanding how Hashem is sending down all the kliyos down this world through either mazalim or however it should be. The person's worried about if I don't eat chas the next meal. If the person's not well, they'll die. So the first level is basic needs: being able to. Is your body functioning? Will the person live? If you don't have that, then you can't go to the next level. The second level is, is safety. And that is are you emotional? Is there emotional safety to, to think, let's say? Let's take an example. Imagine a person's physical needs are taken care of, but what's happening is they are being yelled at, screamed, or let's take even further, physical abuse and other types of abuse means their physical body is not in danger of Chas and being killed, but there's no safety to be who you are, and you're going to be attacked. That The person must have that safety. The third level is love and belonging, that a person must feel love I belong somewhere. Once they feel a belonging, then they feel an esteem. Then they have a value. And the next level is self-actualization where I can actually realize that I have a value and now I am able to be who I am. So let's take this now to this person. If a person, if a child, if a teenager, if an adult does not feel that they have a safe place, they have some place that is safe, We cannot build on them all of a sudden being someone. There's no way for this teenager to feel, I want to disagree with someone. If you disagree with someone and automatically they can yell at you, they can hit you, they can beat you up, they can rob you, they can take whatever they want from you, then there's no way for you to be able to build anything. There's no way for you to be anything. There's no way for you to identify what are some of the difficulties, what are some of the issues at home, and how can you start creating a different pattern if whatever we want to do, you're going to say, I can't, I'm afraid. So let's now understand that what is happening is as follows. When your therapist is asking you and, and sort of trying to create a safe place, it's not because they're just to create a safe place. It's not like we want to waste our time. The therapist is trying to build a solid foundation for that person, for you, to be able to build. Without a foundation, we could be talking about theories, do things, and you know what you're going to say? I can't. It's impossible. Do you know what that person will do if I create those boundaries? So what we want to recognize is that safety is from of the most important places for a therapist to start. Okay. Now, I'd like to share again the number because we want to get callers at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and that's what we are looking forward to taking the questions. So now that we understand why the therapist is creating a safe place, you're also understanding why you're not liking it. Many times you have a teenager coming to therapy and there is a parent that has an illness they want solutions. So how do we get the parent healthy? Unfortunately, that can be out of our sort of out of our power. So you're now coming into a therapist, you wanting to hear, "I need a healthy parent." You might still be under the delusion that it can all get better and all get easier if we go to the right therapist, the right person can do it all. And meanwhile, it's just the opposite. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way we gotta first build up a safety and a growth and a strength within you. Re, what do you say to this?
0: You, you said you know you said everything because you know we, we deal uh, I know that in these shows we dealt with this so many times about you cannot change other people except yourself and basically see that uh, if you build a, a good foundation for yourself. And you can basically uh, with the earth, you know, when you build a a house and it's planned to be earthquake uh, proof. So even the biggest earthquake, it will stay solid. And this is the idea when your mental, if you have a um, a strong base and whatever around you is basically uh, wouldn't affect you and you know how to deal with this. You know, when you have earthquake, you have the spring, the left spring will just give, give a bed, and the right yeah. spring will, you know, this is how, how it's working. And basically, I would say if you have the emunah is doing everything for good. So you have to know that everything that you have right now in front of you, it's not for nothing. It's something that you have to face it. And you you, you grow the situation you know not something that it's not uh, we say in the Hebrew lo you cannot choose your parents you cannot choose your family but you have to live with them and this is something that's very important to trust the therapist trust, trust basically that he is right. a kol and if you can do it uh, I would say definitely you just see a, a bright future and deal with a lot of obstacles you know when you go to the army you have the, the obstacle track and you learn, yeah. you know, it depends which which reg uh, which uh, 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 force you are, and if you are in the Marine Corps, so you're just a difficult track with barbed wires and have, and then the wall and all these up 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 obstacles that you have to do. And right now you're born to a situation that you have your you own your Marine Corps, and you have to build your uh, ability to basically pass this uh, minefield. And go grow bigger, uh, stronger and stronger. Because you cannot change your parents. Uh, yes, you can change the environment, and they can somehow, uh, God will, they can see something, you know, by you behave. That's, That's right.
1: And when the when you're saying, let's say that you didn't tell the therapist the therapist that you don't like talking about it, you don't like doing the safe place. That is exactly part of what happens to children of personality disorders that you're afraid to disagree, you're afraid they won't like you, you're afraid they will be hurt, you're afraid they might blame you, there is in general fear that maybe you're hurting their feelings, and so many other feelings that go along with that, you might even think it's chutzpah, you're not allowed to do that, And what I would recommend if you're listening is please go ahead and discuss it with the therapist. They'll explain it to you. They might even tell you, great, what is something you want to work on? Because therapists, we want to connect with the client and they don't mind sometimes changing different processes. So we'd go somewhere that works with you. So if you have a different issue you want to talk about, you can do that. But the first step is an opening up. The first step is in talking and sharing. Once you do it, a lot of things are changing.
0: I think that uh, any professional, when 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 you um, talk, and you know, you you have to understand this is like a assumption. You know, people doing assumption because they they thinking differently, and the therapist can be I uh, think that total different about you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I would say that from this parashat Shavua we're talking about the the, the spice that uh, went, and they accept uh, the assumption that that they are weak. And we saw in our eyes, not in their eyes, in our eyes, that we are we are like a grasshoppers. And many times we make a kind of assumption that people thinking differently or we did. don't you have to talk with clearly what you're thinking and that's you build the trust and the right foundation. Yes. Okay
1: fantastic. Again, the number to call up is 718 683 5858. 718 683 5858. Okay. Should we take that other message or yes, opinion? please, yes. All right. Question for the JRU program. Hi, I'm graduating tomorrow, and I'm dead nervous. I don't think I'll be able to sleep at all tonight. I have to speak, and I fear that I'll faint on stage. Any last-minute tips? Please answer. Thanks loads. Welcome to the <laughs> next stage in public speaking, and this is very normal to be afraid. very normal to be concerned. In fact, I'll share with you that, as you guys know, we're speaking now. We're uh, we're together with Rabbinism for many, many years. This Shabbos, I was asked to speak to for a group of. Bachram, let's say, for about 40, 50 Bachram on Shabbos, that aren't Shema Shabbos. They're just about, they come from, they're not HaTzshol of there are kids that were never Shema Shabbos at all. And I really don't know what they're interested in. I was very nervous speaking. I heard some ideas that they wanted, but I felt out of my element. And I was talking to one of the people that were setting it up, saying, isn't it interesting that I've spoken to at times groups of three to four thousand people at a shot, but I knew the crowd and I felt I was nervous, but I felt more confident and I was less afraid than speaking over here to a group of twenty-year-olds that were never that were don't that aren't from. They had some. it was going to end up getting into Yiddishkeit, and it was about sort of mixing psychology giving them a little mahaloch in life, and understanding and seeing the beauty of being a fromyid. So what I would like this person to know is that I've spoken more than once or twice in my life, and when you do something different, something you haven't done in that level, it's normal to be concerned and normal to be afraid, normal to get hesitant. And there's a lot of stuff you can do now. Number one, take some deep breaths and realize that you will do well. Number two, practice your speech very, very well. It means say it over and over and over out loud. Number three, have the words, let's say that you're writing it on paper, very big. I know it's going to sound funny, but write it very big. And the reason is because when you're up there and it's possible for your mind to go blank, you want to be able to find the words easily. And if they're just the typed words, typed letters, like when it's the 11 or the 12 font, that's not going to work. That's not going to work when you've got to find a speech. You want it on 16, 17, something like that, and you also want highlights where you can highlight where you're starting the next subject. It gets it easier. Understand that right before, your heart's going to be beating as can be. That's extremely normal. And be assured that when you get up there... This might crack the first second, the first sentence or two might not come out as smooth as you want. But after the fourth sentence, Merit Hashem, things go so smooth and so easy. This is how it goes. This is how it works. But you got to say it out loud, the tone that you want in front of people, about five to six times the entire speech. From this, so what do you
0: say to that? Do you agree? I, I agree very much. Uh, and <laughs> you know, we are, we have so many times the issue that uh, suddenly you're speechless, and sometimes you coming to the, uh, you know, somebody invited you to go to speak, and uh, you're not so prepared, or you have uh, all all your thought in in the. I, I I'm I know I'm talking about myself, and because I am not a, 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 with the ordinary speaker that I don't I don't prepare myself, you know. I don't yeah. have, like, a piece of paper or stuff like this. Maybe I leave just, a, a, you know, in a small note on a pe- piece of paper just as a headline, you know? That's and then, right,
1: exactly. Let uh, people know that. And... That sometimes you don't write word for word, but you write your headlines out there. So when you're up there, and you might forget you have what to do.
0: Yeah, so I just, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> beside this, but, um, a small technique, I would say that... Uh, uh, it's like c- certain meditation, like, I, I don't know, the words that you take a, a six deep breath, you know, breath, breath, you know, and you take it uh, slowly in be- with the stomach, you know, that hmm, push out yep, the they stomach out. diaphragmic
1: breathing that goes all the way down to your diaphragm
0: to yes. the lower part of the stomach. Yes, and you do it holding six seconds and then release it six, seven and six row, six times like this. Is that you push and pull back the the stomach back and forth, and it's released some chemical to the brain. It calm you down. And uh, above all, above all, I would say that uh, I would say that uh, I always ra- uh, ra- uh, write or repeat, asking the Boray Olam, the Kadosh Baruch please give me the right word and the right uh, things to say that people can listen to me. From my art to their art, and uh, that's what I I, I always I, and I write to myself shiviti I shiviti or and not and let it let it run it uh, run it uh, run out you know what is what is going to be. usually uh, when you're talking from your art and you prepare and you know the subject what you want it will go very flow and I'm sure that uh, if somebody choose you to talk over there. So I'm sure that you are good and excellent, as in no doubt in my mind that you will do excellent job tomorrow. And uh, I I wish I could be there in the graduation.
1: Yeah, Very well said, thank you, yes. And exactly what Rav said, be there. Be in the moment, do the breathing, have a positive image, say it. Also it helps sometimes to be there a little in advance. That helps a lot. So check out the place, stand up there, try standing there if you can get there tonight or an hour before anyone gets there. Just speak at that podium, just practice it, and you'll see, Marit Hashem, that these things can help. As Reb Nisan said, I wish I would be there to, ke- to give you the chizik, to tell you to keep on going, and to everyone speaking the first time, it's great. But no, let's also share one other bit. That after you speak, you're going to remember four or five things that you did not do well. That is normal. Or something that you could have done better. That is normal. Don't beat yourself up. No, that's part of public speaking. And the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. All right, that's the number again: seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Now, let's go ahead and take a question that I have we have received as follows. Thank you for so much for everything that you do. My mother has BPD, and I started going to therapy above the age of twenty-five. Let's say I hated in the beginning, but Baruch Hashem, now a year later, I see major changes. I just wonder why I'm still scared to call on the program because I know sometimes she listens and she mocks therapists. Can you explain? So this is a person, first of all, giving chizat to that person, saying that just start the process. Get in the process. That's very important to get in the process. The next part is wondering why do I still have some fears? And the answer is because you're not looking to confront. It's also important to recognize that parents are in our very DNA where we want to respect and we don't want to trigger. And the other bit can be that you're only a year in therapy with a, person that, with a parent that has BPD. And unfortunately, it makes sense to still be another full year. So the number to call up, 718-683-5858. 718
0: 683 5858 and we are going to Mrs. D. Okay, I just uh, tell you that I don't know something wrong with the phone just collapsed again. Please uh wow. Mrs. D or any anyone that uh, want to uh, to ask question, please uh, re- redial recall because something wrong here. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. The if we can weather, get the going? Yes. The weather something here is not so clear. Okay All right, so, so get the
1: number 7186835858 7186835858 till there but so what is the text number that people can text
0: in their questions so till we get this okay. worked out let's go ahead and take some time 347 8398 347 as in short we say zapped text <laughs>
1: Yeah, so three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. So we'll go back then to this last question and understand that when you know a parent calls, you know the mock therapist, it makes sense for you to be afraid to call. It means would you want to put yourself out there to know you're going to get hit and beaten or someone making fun of you, someone ridiculing you? It takes a certain level of strength to be able to do that. And again, I would share with you that sometimes a little bit the downside that I have, that being that I speak publicly and that I'm a therapist, people find that whatever experiences they have with therapists, they want to share with me. So they will share with me if they love therapists. They'll share with me if they hate therapists. They'll share with me a method of therapy that they like. They will share with me methods of therapy. When I say share, it means they'll be telling me in a pretty strong level methods of information they don't like. They might have difficulties with their children and then bash old therapists for what therapists did. They might have a positive experience with a certain type of therapist and say, oh, all other types of therapists don't do well, only that type therapy. And that is something that you need to be ready when you're going to be or speak public. So this makes a lot of sense, that you should, wanna be, you should feel hesitant to call up when you know someone will ridicule a therapist and will probably hold you to your words that you're doing. We got over here another graduation question. Here goes as follows. Hi, would it be possible to answer my question tonight on the line as it's really important for tomorrow? My first cousin is having her graduation tomorrow and my school doesn't let younger classes which I'm in attend. What should I do if I really wanna be there to cheer her on? And the answer is pretty simple. We don't know your age, but there are two levels. One answer is try to get your parents to push. Maybe they will allow it. The second solution is the other way around. Can you maybe learn to accept that we don't always get what we want? And when I like the way you phrased it saying, What should I do if I really want to be there to cheer her on? I love the way you phrase it that you want to be there for you to cheer her on, not saying that she needs it. She'll probably have her mother and probably your mother, probably her aunts, and probably grandmother, grandparents, right? But what's needed is for us to recognize that we want to a learn to push Sometimes we need to push a little more, and sometimes we have to learn the other, the other extreme, the other, the other polar, the polar opposite of accepting and saying, "I really would like to be there." And they can video it on the cameras today. But I can see a clip, and Meretzeshem, you can appreciate and celebrate with her later on. And we just accept rules, boundaries, and places that we are in. So, what do you say?
0: You know that's <laughs> I, I you know at this I don't have I just write uh, this is have to accept what the rules of the of the school and uh, I know that many times parents also you know if for example they don't want to take two uh, kids to certain smachot or stuff like this because they know what what is causing it and uh, you have to accept what uh, what is the rule of the school It's so uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we get the bombarding with with text. You know, just everything is like uh, today. Uh, text, yeah, text.
1: people are sending texts over. Call, yeah, the phones issues or whatever is happening.
0: Uh, so I don't right, know. So let's go
1: ahead and take them. All right, so we'll take questions this program. That's okay. So again, the number to text your question is four, three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. And just be aware. You know, I would still ask people to please try to call. Let's see if we can get the switchboard working. So please try calling 718 683 5858, 718 683 5858. Because what you're going to notice is when we take question, um, text questions, we don't develop the rapport with the person calling. And many times I'm just getting the question words, but I'm not getting the heart and soul of what you're asking. So that you can get from a interaction with a person. So here's another question. Hi, I have a question about the profession of social work. I am a 19-year-old girl, and I'm very interested in the field. I was also told by a few people that I should be successful in the job. However, there's a talk of dangers in the field. If I do it, I'll be going through a from college, but problems still arise. I was speaking to my professor from college, and she said, if you want to build a Tyra home, don't become a social worker. Yet, wait till later on in life. What do you feel about building a, a true Torah home and having a psychology mind? Is there a contradiction? Thank you for taking time to answer my question. So here is exactly what I'm talking about, that you're asking a question that I don't know why would someone say there you can't build a Torah diga home if you have, if you're going to college about psychology. I don't understand it. If you have the normal from Hashgafas, you're going to college, you're taking classes for only a couple of hours, twice a week. I don't know when you're still going to be doing other stuff. So I don't know what you're referring to. I don't know what they're referring to. If you would have been called in, let's say, I could have clarified what that is. We are going to go to Miss R. Let's go ahead and try, see if we got the work lines working. Miss R, you're on with Mordechai and her Hello?
0: Yeah, all right. Yes, Rabbi?
1: Let's try Mrs. R. Miss
0: R. Miss, uh, okay. Miss R. Okay.
1: Let's see. Hello?
0: Hello, Hello Miss Hello?
1: R. R. Yes, ah, we got it. Hi, so you Thank hear you me? Thank you for calling in. Yes, we hear hey, you loud yeah. and clear. Oh,
0: yeah, hold on, please. Hold, hold on, please. What's your name if the word name.
1: Excellent. Yes. Ms. R., what is your question?
2: Okay, so my boss recently told me that he wants me to show more assertiveness in the workplace. For example, in the past, whenever there was a task set for me, but for some reason something came up. Wait, wait, hold on. Just slow it
1: down again. So for an example, like what? So if the boss wants you to show more assertiveness at work. What is the example?
2: Let's say say there was a task set for me, but for some reason something came up. In order for me to go on, I just had, let's say, ask someone for help or wait for someone to complete their task in order for me to complete mine. My nature was to let things slide and wait somehow till it breaks out, and then a week later my boss asks me the status for it, and I just come up with some excuse or another. And then there's another thing that... Hold on, let's
1: this- hold on, hold on, one step at a time. Let's get this. I'm not getting the question. So the issue is, you're at a job where sometimes... To have other people, let's say they need to complete their task, right? And because you're a little hesitant to ask them, then the boss asks you, "What's going on with your job?" And now you're being held back. Correct?
2: Right. Yeah. So how do how do I, how do I become more assertive in that area?
1: Well, let's clarify. Since this program, we don't go how to. We can just create an awareness. So, what are reasons that you? ask that fellow co-worker, where are you holding, and why aren't you taking care of it? What's holding you back?
2: I know, this. they're much, I don't
1: know, higher me in the rain. Okay, let's but say you feel they're more than you, so let's go ahead and develop this. So if you feel they're more than you, what is going to happen? Let's say you tell hmm. them something and you feel they're more than you, what will you feel?
2: Um, I don't know, it just takes courage to go ahead and ask.
1: No, I would like you, courage is what it takes. First, what's the feeling? We call it a little in the DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. They call it, let's fill in the missing links. If you feel they're more than you, why do you have a difficulty asking? I would be afraid that maybe they will make fun of me. Maybe they would look down at me that I don't know it. Right? Let's fill in the links. Don't tell me what they want. I'm sharing with you those are my missing links. I want you to fill in your missing links. Let's understand it. There's a coworker that your job is depending on theirs, and your boss is asking you to ask them, Are they up? Or where are they holding? And you're not. Why? You fill in all the missing links.
2: I uh, don't know.
1: It's just much easier not to. No, no. Much easier is a little bit of a cop-out. You're very first You're very brief for calling up. What's so difficult? What's easier not? What will happen if you ask them? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings that are coming up? I'm uh,
2: not sure
1: myself. Okay. okay, so then we'll stop here and just understand that that is what we do in therapy. So we start helping people create an awareness to understand, and I call it more pre-therapy, where we start understanding what's going on behind our thoughts. There are thoughts, there are programs or experiences that when we need to speak to someone that is older than us or more mature than us, that will hold us back. And once you identify what those are, now you're able to come up with solutions. So, the exercise that I'll be leaving with you for tonight is start thinking when you have to approach that person, what are the fearful or negative messages that you're getting? Mhm got it okay, excellent. All okay. right, we've got Ms. Mrs. C.
0: miss C, ah, yes.
1: Great, Mrs. and also, what would you say to that question of this? Because I, about learning assertiveness, at least in therapy, we need to understand why the person isn't assertive so we can help out.
0: I tell Do you agree you, yeah, you see, you see what happened. I'm bombarding with texted, you know. Yeah, you're sending some,
1: me the messages the entire time. Yes. I'm,
0: I'm, can I just try to to <laughs> stand with the yeah. pressure of the messages and uh, yeah. uh, see what. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't in the in the question at all.
1: Okay, sure. And again, I'd like to share with everyone the number to call up, because as you see with questions from the text, we don't know history, we can't develop it with the person, and I personally, what I like about these programs are the live call-ins. So we are going to be taking those that call in, and the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And so let's go ahead and go to Mississippi. C.
3: Hi. First of all, I want to thank you very much for everything, the show, the books, everything. Also, I wanted to say when I heard Rav Nissen speaking, or Rav Nissen, sorry, when I heard him speaking about saying that he dabs to and he has mind shibisi Hashem I was very, you know, impressed with that, and that's what we all need. I wanted to just comment for the young lady that wants to be at graduation. I had one or two suggestions. I personally had a Inacle's graduation, eighth grade graduation today, and I had a certain responsibility to help out with lunch in school that I could have gotten out out of probably, but it was a responsibility and she said it was okay. And there are other ways, whether we we're seniors or juniors, we can send a note, we could buy a balloon or her mother can get or one flower, but there are other ways to cheer on without a phone call tonight, without necessarily being there because all of us have responsibilities and sometimes they're just conflicts that we can't overcome
1: that's right thank you and that was the second part that we were discussing and i so appreciate the examples that you're giving that part of what we learn is about accepting roles accepting responsibilities and knowing that we can still be there and still cheer them on so i like that so even the night before like she said it's going to happen tomorrow you can call her up you can be there with her you can give her a little pin you can ask her to hold something and realize That you're right there, or when your mother's there, let's say when this person's mother's there, we'll just like say, give a thumbs up and saying, This is a thumbs up from my daughter that's now in school. Yes.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Hatzlocha. And since tomorrow's the last day of school around here, a healthy summer for everyone.
1: Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. A healthy summer to everyone. And the number to call up to ask your question is 718 683 5858. 718. Six
0: eight three five eight five eight. Rabbi Nissen, I forgot to We'll go to, to Mrs. Everyone. D. Okay, okay, yes. Hold on, just before we go yes. to Mrs.
1: D. Mazeltov, I'd like, on behalf of everyone, to wish Rabbi and Mrs. Nissen uh, Mazeltov on the birth of a grandson. So this is your youngest couple that just got married. And Baruch Hashem, they just had their first child, a grandson, this morning. So Mazel Tov and a lot of simchas should be vizaycheh, Baruch Hashem, l'achnusay b'vrisay shal avroon mevide, b'itoy, b'zmanay, and l'gadu l'toyer l'chopo l'mayisam treyven with nachas from this grandchild, from all the grandchildren, Baruch Hashem, you and your wife should take these great, great grandchildren down to the chopo, meretz Amen,
0: amen, lemo Hashem. This is, uh, if you, this is Mazel Tov to Yehuda and Ilah. My, my, Thank
1: you, Mazel okay. Tov to you What a wonderful And,
0: and you I, have another I, I Mazel Tov
1: Yes, and there's also Another Mazel Tov I'd like to share That by us in the center, one of the therapists Rev. Levi Yitzhak Obelander, On the birth of a baby boy That he had, so that is a Huge simcha and so happy The entire office center clients Is just a huge simcha, Bar Hashem So happy, so Bar Hashem We are surrounded by simchas And simchas
0: Okay, we'll go to Mrs. D.
1: Mrs. D, you're on with Mordechai and Tara Nissen.
4: Hi. Um, yes. Firstly, I'd like to thank you for your line. I really gained a lot from it.
1: You're very, very welcome. Thank you.
4: Okay, so my question is, I wanted to know, how do you ask both for a raise, and they should want to give it to you?
1: Ah, that is a great question. Well, let's... Think a moment like a boss. Why would a boss Um, want to give someone a raise?
4: So, first of all, if they're doing a good job.
1: Good. Now, I'm going to be thinking like a boss for a moment. If they're doing a good job, that's what I'm paying them for. Why should I give them a raise? I'm I'm being a little bit blunt, so for everyone listening, just realize I can take both sides of the coin, the the worker. (laughs) or the manager, however you want to look at it, and then the other way, as well as the boss. Why? And I want us to start thinking like a boss, because once you start thinking like a boss, now Mm -hmm. you can start doing the next level. You can start asking for a raise, or instead of asking for a raise, we're going to want to shift the view to showing the boss that by giving you a raise, they will gain. Uh So let's go ahead and now shift I gave you a bit of the answer. So let's go ahead and think in terms of a boss. I give you, I pay you, I pay you for your work. You produce, I pay. Why should we give you a raise?
4: Um, I never thought in those terms. So...
1: Now, by the way, this is a major difference between an employee and a boss. An employee really thinks I should be getting paid so much more than you're paying me. So if I'm Mm -hmm. here six months or a year and I'm doing my job, and let's assume you know how much they're making, so let's assume you're getting paid $25 an hour, but you know the boss is making, let's say, $100 off your hour or $150 off an hour. So you're thinking, I'm doing all the work. Shouldn't I at least be getting 50 or half the money that you're making, $75 an hour? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That's how an employee thinks. The boss thinks, I trained you, I'm giving you the opportunity, and many people can do that job. Yes, you might be better than others, but if you leave, I'll find someone else. It's me, the boss, that I was working so hard. Again, we're trying not to get into anyone's hashkafah to think that it's that they're the ones doing it. We're referring to where the person knows there is Hashem, but the boss is the one taking all the risks. If it's a bad season, it's their loss. If, if the, how to get when the pressure is there, they've got to make the system work. If you Mm -hmm. ever leave, they're going to have to be the one to do it. So it's usually the one with the responsibility, the make it or break it that usually have to, that make the big bucks. So now let's go back to you. How can you, the question is for anyone wanting a raise, how do you show the boss that by you getting a raise will benefit them? So let me share with you what we usually do, a several-step level. Mm -hmm. Number one... You want to show that the boss having you in this, impl- in this position is helping the company that you're doing it in a way that others cannot do it. So you want to prove and show why you are healthier than others.
3: Mm-hmm. You're
1: more valuable than others. So if someone else is getting paid $25 an hour, and let's say they're bringing in $100 an hour, so the boss makes $75 off that person, by you getting paid $75 now, you're bringing out $150 worth. So they're making an extra $50 than anyone else. Now you just proved your value is worth to the company $50 more. Now, will they want to share the entire profit off you? Probably not. But will, can you get maybe a $5 more raise per hour? Maybe. Next mm-hmm. level. So number one is you want to prove why your value is worth more than what you're getting paid, and someone else cannot do the job that you're doing.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Make sense?
4: But it makes sense, but the boss will try to prove to me that he can get somebody that's gonna, he's gonna be able to pay less. That's for
1: the right, same so job that's that that step I'm doing. one. That's right, so that's step one. Step two is showing how if someone else will take over, not only might that not make as much, that you're making now or what you're doing, but it might even be worse. And the boss, like every boss, has had negative experiences. Uh So they might say, I'd rather actually keep this person because someone else might do much worse. Mm -hmm. Now the next step is prepare a list of messages or responses that the boss will have why you don't deserve it. And then have a response to that. So you will say, since I got there, many times you like showing success, progress. So since you're there, what has improved? The employees, the other employees, fellow coworkers are happy. The boss is working less. He's happier. They're making more money. Customer service is going up. People are wanting you. You want to mm-hmm. show your value. And also, if you leave, how the company will lose out.
4: Uh-huh. Wow.
1: Now, let's go to the next step, and this is the final point that is almost the straw that breaks the camel's back. Start finding out how much is your value. Let's say you've got a year's experience now or two years' experience managing something, or let's even say it's selling online or it's construction. How much was your value when you started, and how much is your value now? that you have a year experience. And if you go somewhere else, how much how much will that person pay you? So now mm-hmm. what you tell the boss is I have an op I have a job opportunity. My mm-hmm. value is this much the street value. If you're going to hire some this is how much I've increased your business value having me Mm -hmm. And now if you're going to take someone else, not only won't your business value increase, but it's going to decrease because, A, you need to train them in. B, you might not have someone as good as me, so it's going to pull down what you have. And my value is this amount. So do you want to match the value, or will I need to look for another place that will will pay my value?
4: Wow. Okay, that sounds like a really thought out response.
1: That's right, and that is actually the way you raise your price. Now, you have to be ready for your boss to say no. What will you do then?
4: Um, well, I'm not ready to leave, so <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. But uh...
1: Okay. Can you then be aware that if you don't ask or start looking for other jobs, then they will not know how valuable you are, or you won't know what your, what your value market is?
4: Right. I, I already had experience with that, because when I said that I'm leaving, that I, when I was interested in, in leaving, then, then, they were, then they came running after me. That's but right. as long as I'm not saying that I'm planning to leave,
3: okay. they're comfortable so that with what is they're some giving com-
1: me. Com- Some companies need to do that. There's one other big secret that is really after be- or before step one even, and that secret is as follows. You write it down every day, the extras that you do. So you sound like a person, just in the little bit that you're asking, the way you're asking your question, that you're someone that does more than your job. Is Mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. Excellent. Now what you do is when you go to your boss, you show him or her about a month's reports of what you did extra that day. So I stayed an extra 20 minutes. I stayed an extra half hour. At night, I was an hour on the phone. There were there were some issues going on with the employees, and I mediated that peacefulness. You had a customer that was going to leave, and I got involved on that phone, and I was able to keep them. And that helped you make this amount of money. I went out of my way on these and these levels. You've asked, and when you come up with a list, and every day you will see that you probably have 10 points that you've done more than your job requires. And then you tell them, and these are the reasons why I feel I deserve a lot more. And you uh-huh. come with a number, what's the market value, and always shoot a little higher because most of the time they will negotiate you down. So if let's say you want a $5 raise, ask for an $8 raise. And they'll probably uh-huh. go down to a $4 raise, and you might end up at a 5
4: and why do they do that? Why do they negotiate the price down?
1: Because
4: I, I like to be to honest. You. I like to ask for what I want.
1: Yes. Now, <laughs> what happens is that these are some of the steps, for whatever reason Hashem has created in this world, that when people want whatever they want, they're always going to ask for more. So if I, let's say you, uh, you uh, let's take it with a client. You, The time is 45 minutes. We give 50 minutes. I want a little more. Can't you give me more? It's only five minutes. When you go to the therapist where it's a 45 minute session, after 40 minutes, they start saying, okay, we're finishing. Can't we at least go just one or two minutes extra, just five minutes extra? Mm-hmm. Human nature is that we always want more. So, okay. what bosses realize is if you say, can I have a $5 raise? And they say yes. Three days later, you're going to say, when I said $5, I found out the real market value is $10. So, I want $10. Mm-hmm. When they negotiate on what you're saying to less, it will keep it to where you are. And when you're in the boss's position, you're going to see that for every one or two people that are very honest and direct and say what they want, you're going to have eight people that are going to be wanting more and coming back to you after if you don't put up a fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So cool. the way the bosses get to protect themselves is almost whatever you're asking for, they will negotiate.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: They're
4: going to go down. All right.
1: so... It's just part of the position of being the boss. If you ask the people will always ask for more.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So okay, we so do now a, a, a ways- parenting
1: workshop. Well I'm doing now a parenting workshop. So I am giving uh-huh. more than others. I give a half hour extra information each workshop. Then we do an hour of questions and answers. I've given now an extra day free of an hour where I do an extra hour question. So it's eight eight programs. I've given two days extra free of an hour and a half each of them. I've done an extra hour of each of those of questions and answers. Plus I add on a second day of questions and answers. And then the question I get now is, so all these are extras. So, yes, I'm getting a huge amount of people that are saying thank you. But I'm also getting a lot of messages saying, I couldn't listen to all the questions all the time. Can I please get for free, later on, whenever I want, the extra questions that I missed? Mm-hmm. So instead of, that's just human nature. Right. And therefore, there's a the need for boundaries. Right. And the okay. need to negotiate.
4: Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate the awareness that you raised. I really gave you clarity. Well.
0: Thank you, thank you. As a a boss, many times the employee don't see what the boss says. you know.
1: Yeah, thank you. Let's talk about that a little. Because let's go ahead and share those sleepless nights where a boss is able to finish an employee's, finish their time. And go ahead. Let's share a little what bosses have,
0: Nissen. You know, first of all, it's the, the, the responsibility that uh, I don't know what job, but uh, uh, you're you're looking. But uh, I'm talking that uh, the responsibility of of being the, the everything will work fine. You know, damage the worker doing, uh, the boss has to fix it. The work is not the the boss is the responsibility, not not the worker. And uh, this is first, second insurance, and all the taxes around it. The things that are involved, so many things that the this, the worker doesn't see it. You know, oh, I put I I put so, such a much uh, so much money to the company, and I you know what I'm getting. I'm getting only babcas. in the end. It's a so many times the bosses go home with really bavkas, and the worker go with the real money. This is something yeah. that's very important to understand. If it's it's expenses the, the, from the, the from the phone lines to the to the rent to the to the electricity to the internet um, to the, the gas the insurance so many things that uh, people don't see you know the or the worker don't care about it he going four o'clock for, let's say that eight to four and he finish. But the boss stay up one o'clock at night to just straight up, st- you know, bills and everything. This is, you uh, know, many times. You know, I know that uh, people are dealing with workers or being uh, bosses has a lot, a lot of downsides uh, on being a boss, and the family. You're losing the family many times.
1: That's right. So let's understand that what makes someone a boss, and what happens is. other levels to being a boss more than employee. means an employee does their job and their tasks. A boss will have to do many tasks. means if there are mistakes, they're gonna have to pick it up. If there's a loss, there's a Gemara that says as follows, Misha Kona Eved, whoever hires a slave, Kona Rabbi, hires a boss to themselves. And Tysus explains the famous Gemara Yerushalmi that says, let's say, There's only one bed and a pillow. Who sleeps in it, the boss or the employee? And the halach is that a boss has to take care of their employees. So just like what Rav Nissen said, imagine a company is having now a bad month or two. The employee gets $25 an hour. But now there wasn't enough for the boss to even make $25 an hour. Now what happens? The boss tells the employee you 're going down to ten dollars, and the employee, and the boss will take twenty five or no the employee 's job is, is set and now the boss has to worry the boss is going to have less the boss will be a in debt. the boss will have to borrow the boss is going to have to try to figure out the cash flow. those are all levels and responsibilities that a boss has, which is the reason when the boss is successful, the boss has to, the boss keeps and swallows the profits. When the boss is not successful, the boss is the
0: one that's going to have to deal with and keep with the losses. And I want to add something: a, a really smart boss don't have to wait to raise the money of of the employee. And if it's if the company is working good, and uh, I would say that he will raise the money by himself because he sees the benefit of the workers and give you uh, this incentive. You know, just kind of. Uh, Head in the shoulder, another, and you have another dollar, see another feud. You know, this is something that a smart boss doing, you know, and that's why you can keep workers for many years because they can see that you care about them. This is the other side of, the, uh, of this budget. That's
1: right. So now that's exactly very well. So, what I would recommend, as you said, this is for this lady to actually speak to her boss. Say, you know, I'd like to have a raise. The boss might say, Well, the profits aren't that big or maybe there are bigger seasons and there are slower seasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and again, a good employee, as Rav Nisza said, a good boss is someone that values the employees and sees that each employee is a lifeline, does their job. And there are other ways. Now, let me go ahead and share with everyone. This is just an important lesson that I took from it. I spoke to, I don't know if I should really be saying it this public, but I'm sure it's okay. I spoke a couple of months ago at Hamaspec in Orange County, upstate in Monroe, and the person in charge, I'll share it, I hope, I won't say his name, maybe he doesn't want it, but a fantastic, wonderful CEO, because each place, Hamaspec has their, let's say, their coordinators, those on top, and this person's focus was, I want everyone working to feel that we appreciate them, not that they have to, not that not we need to do it. He's saying each and every one of them are helping so many Yiddish and Hashemis under them. I want them to know how we value them. And they put together a magnificent, I thought it was from the prettiest Sheva Brachasim that I saw set up, all it's a staff appreciation. And he calls me up um, yesterday, sent me a message, and saying, I know your book just came out. I read it. I am so impressed with it, this is something I would like to get for everyone, and I'd like to get for all the employees, all the people under me, just to show how much I appreciate them. And I told him, do you know what, because you are going so out of your way to show your staff that they appreciate. I could make, let's say, 5% more on a book a certain way. If I sell it, I tell them, I want you to go. I will hook you up. I made a conference between me and the, one of the like top salesmen that's in charge in ArtScroll. I tell him I want you, because through ArtScroll, they can get an extra 5% off that I can give. And just out of that, appreciate I tell them, work through them. Get the best deal that you can get. And I hope, Mr. Shem, again, I don't know if it will work out or not because things, things have to be approved. But either way, I want to share the concept. Here's an amazing boss that calls me up and tells me I want to order for everyone. It was a large number. I want to show them that I appreciate it. And I want to give it out the umptitum time. So whoever's listening, if you know about it, I guess I, I guess I shared with you the secret. But this is a boss that is thinking two months in advance, how, what can I do to show the people under me, staff appreciation, that I value your work. Wow. So might not be able to give a raise. Sometimes people are in jobs where there are limits to how big the raise can go. But they, you can still feel valued. You can still show your appreciation. Sometimes people ask me, what do you get a therapist? And sometimes people want to get expensive stuff. We want to be able to learn and show that a letter, uh, up to $20 is what you can get them, a nice little card if you'd like, a little a box of chocolates, something small. Oh, a little figurine, something that says, let's say, best therapist, so you're there for me, or keep on going, some, whatever it should be. But the concept is something small, but showing that I appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What do you all say to this?
4: I think it's amazing. I think it would, it would make the workers around me much uh, happier in the place where they are.
1: That's right. <laughs> now let's even take it a step further do you know if i would ask you what do you think is the number one reason that people leave jobs what would you say is the top reason
4: because they don't feel their bosses appreciate them enough
1: bingo you hit it on the nail money is like number four or five why someone leaves that means that if people feel appreciated they will work at a lower level at a lower paying job but feel S- job satisfaction and appreciation to who they are. One
4: hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Excellent. I really appreciate You're your time. You're
1: welcome. Yes.
0: And I think, I think I uh, think uh, employees to appreciate the boss is very important also. You know, this something that uh, uh, thank you. Let's mention <laughs> that, by the way. Uh, let's some... mention that.
1: Can you think of something to get, let's say, before Yuntiv? Or summertime, a little just gift saying thank you for allowing, whatever it should be, just a card, nothing major, just saying thank you.
4: Right. We usually send, like before Yemen Toyburn, we send something to her, everybody together. But I think yeah. that if I would send a personal card, it would make it more, she would feel more um, like I appreciate what she does for me.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. And I would say that uh, you know the most. I know that you mentioned the most the important things. It's very sincere. Listen, uh, my dear boss, I, I really need now an extra couple dollars. I know that I'm trying to contribute as much as possible to company, and bringing more money or income to the company. Please consider that I need right now. I'm t- I'm tough. I need this extra. Uh, this, please, if you can consider it seriously. And I think mm. that. Uh, the boss will say yes or not, and you know, trying. It's the right mode, I said before. You make the list. You make talking about it. But if you really appreciate your boss, and the boss appreciate you, definitely it will be like uh, easy, and the conversation will be much. Uh, you know, I tell you the truth. Many times, m- workers come to me and said, you know, I need the extra couple of dollars. I need this um, uh, raise. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's working.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just okay. got a message. I just got a message on, on, my, on my stuff. It says, yes to that. My boss asked me back when my baby almost six weeks only, and he raised me with $10 more an hour because one of the bosses were ill. He desperately. So understand that when there's a need, when they see your value, they will pay. So it's important for you to be aware. So when you go over and you ask for the raise, It's first, thank you bulls for, I appreciate the workload, I appreciate the work environment, I appreciate how you treat me, I appreciate all that. Now let me just share with you what was going on the last four weeks, what I've done extra to the job. This is my job, this is what I did, now here's all the extras. And when you start showing how much extra time and extra effort you put in, and then you start putting in the value, Mm That's when you start seeing most, that's when you start seeing how valuable you are. Many times you need to just add on that part, and I've been approached by one or two other jobs.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It helps that only if it's true, you don't want to lie if it's not, but definitely gives them to appreciate, oh, well, I don't want to lose you.
4: Right, so I was someone thinking just, of saying I'm planning to yeah. leave, but if I'm not planning to leave, I don't say it. So
1: That's right, don't do that. But you can't say I'm starting to be approached from other places, and this is something, and this is the price that they're offering me due to what they heard my value is. What can you do? I'm happy here, but what can you do to keep me happy, to just balance it out? Uh-huh, right.
4: Uh,
1: like, her. Like this is someone just sent a message, and I disagree with that. employers try to do their most out of their to try to get the most out of their employees for the least money possible. No, true. Whoever has this belief of a boss, the people will not be happy and people are going to be going in and out and the only ones there will feel like slaves. That does not create positive environment, that does not create uh, a company and a workforce that you would like, if that's the employer's mentality.
0: This is something that, you know, that's if it's the exact. I said, with I, I'm in the beginning when I said, if a smart boss, you know, I'm not talking about that's bosses right. that don't know how to appreciate nothing and just looking at the the penny that they squeeze from the workers. This is not a successful company. Successful company is to look about the workers and, you know, what come in the morning, say good morning, did you eat? Did, how are your wife? How are your children? How are you know, grandchildren? It's something that's more than just coming and do the job, and this is really stupid of people that uh, you know uh, are looking at the, as the worker as a slave, and the worker look at the boss like like a, like a, a dictatorship. You know, this is not working. It's not working. It's wa- holding a year, two, but people will leave the job and not happy, and just it's it's not it's, it's nothing to do with uh, with a relationship and build a company successful company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So just understand, there are people out there that have that attitude, but they're usually a small-level company, or they work on their own and they're using it, and they're going to find themselves going through employees that are going to be very similar to that, like dog eat dog is that saying? They're going to have employees that are always going to be stealing their customers, leaving with bad reviews, customers are going to be complaining, because that's the type of mentality that there is, if the mentality is about growth, about healing then that is a type of boss, employer you're going to be. That's going to be the type of employee that employees you're going to want to have. And that is something where how you live your life.
0: I, I want yeah. to say Thank that you. Uh, yes? today, today, I, I had uh, this week exactly the same question from somebody that I know. And he asked him what to do because he got the offer for a very good uh, position. And... He felt he felt uh, loyal to the company that is with uh, this, you know, but the company that with him right now cannot afford to pay him the extra. And I know in many many companies that what they are doing when you don't want to lose your worker, basically you give certain partnership partnership in the in the company, like uh, lawyers and uh, CPA, all these kind of companies that giving you the. I know incentive of uh, percentage of the company. And like this, you build a successful company. This is something that's uh, to be considered about, you know, I don't know what type of uh, jobs, but many times people that the boss cannot afford right now to pay you the extra. Mm-hmm. But he can give you some kind of incentive, part partnership. You can, yes, if you're going to this certain level, I can give you a certain percentage of the extra and stuff like this. This yeah. is very, very uh, well known in in the market.
1: Yes, right. that's right. Sometimes they take them as a small percentage partner, and or, or they or they tell them, you know, let's work on a percentage-wise. You're doing this. If we can raise the the increase by this amount of money, the way you're doing it, then we'll give you percentage of what you're increase of what you're bringing in.
4: Right. Or they can give certain privileges that.
1: That's yes. right. Certain privileges. You work from your home. You can you can get more days off. You can leave a little mm. earlier some days. There's a lot, exactly, there's a lot that an employer that appreciates and sees the value to happy staff is something that, that it's, it's, it's invaluable. Right. It's yeah. interesting, I'll just give you this concept, just understand the concept here sometimes for the business um, field. Your lowest level employee many times is the main front of the company. Which means, let's say you call a big company American Express. Let's say you're in ShopRite. You Mm -hmm. don't see the CEO. You don't see the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. You don't see the COO, the Chief Operating Officer. And these people, I'm sure, making millions a year. Who do you see? You see the person getting, let's say, the minimum wage employees which are behind the cash register. And these are the people stocking the the, let's say, stocking the shelves. Imagine the lowest paid workers are rude to you, the customer. What will happen to that company? What will happen to that CEO's job that you don't see? They're going to lose their job. Right. And therefore, what is important for those of you that employers, those people that are, bus- that are business owners, that you're, you need to be behind your desk means you, will not, you cannot be on the floor every day. You won't be able to be doing your job. There's a reason why you're getting paid more money because you're now in a manager position. And managers are not supposed to be on the floor unless you're a manager of the floor. But to understand this concept that if you don't value the people that are on the ground, those that are the front runners that are dealing with people, your entire business will go down because they will get, you'll get a bad name from those people. Therefore, bosses know that you want to value those actually interacting with the customers. There are people that are in customer service that will get paid more than others because customer service people are challenging them the whole time they want things for free they want items returned or new items once they've passed the date of when let's say what they order or what they paid for and there has to be some balance a company can't just do that mm-hmm. right wow well, so to understand so this i'm sharing to all those listening that are employers and bosses don't look at the person that is getting paid less as someone that is not valuable. The other way, realize they are the one that's interacting with the customer, and you want to make sure that they are happy. Hmm. Okay, Abnissen. And what do you say to this?
0: I, I would say that uh, it's taking me back uh, to the, my to my uh, unit in the army, and. Uh, you know, to be a, a really good uh, commander of the, you know, the, and the unit, we create like a unity of the unit. You know, first of all, working with all the guys and everything, the, the lower, the lower rank to the top ones, and giving the feeling that it's there. Basically, the unit is there. There, it's there. It's their responsibility. Every single, you know, without, you know, just commanding like do it like this. And uh, we build, for example, we, we I, I went I went to my unit and I purchased in the in the market a special at that all my all my soldier was going with the same uh, uh, red and white stripes at. and everybody knows this is the the unit of uh, of Nisim, you know, and basically if I had option to give them extra a day vacation, uh, off duty, I would give them, and playing with this that. Uh, they will be happy, and they would, and they did the jobs greatly. You know, it's unbelievable. The unit was really uh, Metsuyan, the, the perfect unit, because the everybody felt the responsibility, the caring that each one of us, uh, you know, and we let them working. For example, if we're the, uh, in the field, so each one come and bring uh, his own uh, recipe for cooking stuff like this, from any ingredients that we got in the field, you know, and it's. To build a a, a a company, basically you build a unit that has to work together and when I see that for example any any uh, anyone that uh, just talking about the other guy look he's not doing this is not this I, sh- I asked him I shut is you know said is that it not the right way to do it let's talk about it let's see what we can do what improve. You side and you can do it because when you're starting talking about other employee or he or she doesn't do it and do it, it's not going to work. And just putting attention between the, the company, uh, uh, you know, target, and it's not working. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Thank you.
4: Okay, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Okay, okay Haram Nissin, Mazel Tov on the grandchild of that was born today. and of
0: all your grandchildren, children and grandchildren. Amen. And Bechem. we look forward, Emir Hashem. For future grandchildren. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. future oh, son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws, and all these grandchildren, and to you and uh, your wife, and your uh, mother. Bezodashem. See all Be- all na- all Nachat. Amen. Thank all you Maine, very much. Thank you. And good night. Thank you very much. We continue our regular program.